Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Tights and fights. We talk wrestling. There are three of us in this booth. Later on in the show, you're gonna get to know our special guest, who is Chris Wolf. Welcome Ooh, to Tights yes, and Fights, Daddy. Very Hal. good. Yes. This is the show <laughs> that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm no chance in hell, Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Huggernaut, Danielle Radford. Oh, hello. That's a good one. I like that. Yes. <laughs> and the fairy pod mother, Lindsay Kelk. Aww. Welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be there. Now, yeah, you, good to have you back. You were touring in England. Yes. You watched some wrestling? I watched so much wrestling. Tell us about it. I was able to go to a progress show. I got to see Pete Dunne, and it was the first time I'd seen Pete Dunne wrestle, which I hadn't realized. Oh, wow. But he was oh, so really? good. Yeah. He was amazing, and I got to see Ginny versus uh, Millie McIntosh. Yes. I was yes. like, yes. McIntosh, but I was like, McIntyre. That's true. No, that was really great. Um, I uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate were there. Mm. There was a title change. Anyone that I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's still waiting for it to watch it online, but it was super, super fun. And then I just watched the G1 every day, and I, I won't. I won't go into that, but I watch it every day and it was so good. <laughs> we will at some point because I don't yes. think we're going to get to it today because right. we do have our awesome guest and then we yeah. have some SummerSlam ramp up and then next week will be SummerSlam. But we are going to talk about some G1 for sure. It'll probably wind up being a thing where we kind of. It's coming back to L.A. in like yeah. a month. So. And I'm also, yeah. And also it's like we could probably lump that in with some all in talk in yes. a couple of weeks, too. Mm-hmm. And just like really Japan our shit out. Yeah. I just want to talk about Tamatonga and how much I love him every day. That's fair. Yeah. Awesome. In the second part of today's show, we're going to talk with Chris Wolf. She's a wrestler who's in the middle of touring the world and greeting tons of fans along the way. Can't wait to talk with her about it. That is coming up. But first, we've got a lot of news from this week in wrestling that we need to discuss, including and starting with the loss of Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. If you are not familiar with his work, go back and watch. He was an essential part of tag team wrestling in the 1980s. Yeah. And then again in the 90s mm-hmm. in WWE. I have, much to a lot of people's dislike, talked often about how, like, Brett's great, but I've always found that he's not really in my bag. I was always more of an Owen girl. I was also more of an Anvil girl when I've gone back and watched those. His promos are amazing. He's so fun. And he looks like he is having the best time up there and anything that he is doing. As much as I know that a lot of our memories of him recently have come from being Natty's dad on Toad Steve's, please go back and watch a lot of his earlier work because he is, was, his work is a delight. Um, And that's how he should be remembered. Lindsay, you uh, are a huge Heart Foundation mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. What legacy does does Jim the Anvil Nightheart leave behind, and what did he mean to you? I, I feel like Danielle covered it. It was a go back, watch some matches. I'm sure WWE has a collection available by now. Yeah. Um, and I would absolutely. I mean, he was just such a powerhouse to watch. Yeah, Brett was the technical wizard, whatever you want to say, in the tag team. But 
Anvil was a powerhouse. He got in that ring and he owned that ring. Yeah, very nice hat tip on Raw by the Revival who performed a heart attack mm-hmm. in the yeah. Triple Threat mm-hmm. tag match. Uh, but definitely Wish go Ra back and watch their stuff. When I was a that kid, better, but that is fine. Oh well, yeah. Uh, when I, I was a kid, I I was a big uh, Heart Foundation fan. Even though they were bad guys, I was captivated by them, and that was in large part due to Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. So R.I.P. We hope that you are up there. Stroking your goatee in heaven. <laughs> oh my God! Just, you are. just like laughing while Owen's yeah. playing whatever kind of heaven tricks they let you play. <laughs> yeah, so many, so many. Uh, I have been ribs. wildly misinformed about this heaven business. <laughs> well, I assume yeah. <laughs> I assume you can still do ribs in heaven, but it's mostly like the things of like, oh, you thought that cloud was a seat, but it was just a yeah. cloud. And it's then not you... like swerved. Yeah, where they're like, you're gonna get a new job here. <laughs> We're gonna help you make more money, and then you don't. No, it's mostly just like cloud and cloud related tricks. But then when you fall, it just feels like nothing because it's yeah. heaven. Sorry, the boogeyman. Uh, <laughs> That was the sad part of Raw, of course. There were also some great parts, too, including the return of an old friend. Here's a clip. Since I know you're going to have the Scottish psychopath in your corner at SummerSlam, I ought to have a lunatic in mine. Fucking pop! I can feel the panties melting. Can, can you feel it? Look who's here! I gotta tell you, great to have him back. I'm an unapologetic Dean Ambrose fan. Stan. I think you're an Ambrose I'm a Stan. Stan. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for what I hope will happen at SummerSlam, which is him turning the fuck on Seth Rollins and getting that uh, feud going from, a, from another angle, partially because... The only way it ends otherwise is Ziggler holding on to uh, – that's the only way Ziggler holds on to the title. Yep. I think from a booking standpoint, and I, I love his run as as champion. We're not putting things over, but I thought he gave maybe the best promo of his career. I love his anyway. run. What he um, what he needs to hold on to is a hot oil treatment. <laughs> oh, I got quite deep on Twitter. <laughs> Hair care trips for Mr. Ziggler. I mean, it's got to be man. fried from all the colors. No, they need some Olaplex. Why? It. it should be Olaplexed while they're bleaching it, and then he needs to be sleeping in coconut oil at least once a week, and then he needs to spray in, leave in conditioner, and stop straightening that shit. Son. Look, all of them, look, you either all need to buy bonnets, which you can get at Sally Hair Supply, and or... Very you, reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced. Those silk bonnets that keep your hair beautifully moisturized, or you all need to carry just like one satin pillowcase. That's what I do when I'm traveling. I either bring my satin bonnet or I bring my satin pillowcase, and that's that's how my yeah. curls stay popping. I gotta say though, it is a good heel move to have hair that you can't. That's stand. terrible hair. That's He's doing break that on purpose. Off. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna break off. It's gonna break off. I, I already hate him. Let I me don't break you off. Like... Let me break you off a little hair. I'm ge- it genuinely does. Yes, it has. It has like go home heat with me. Yeah, and, and there's no way. Don't. That's the truth. There's no go home heat protection spray that's strong enough. <laughs> and when my world's oh, like, okay. Well, when we start our wrestling themed uh, hair care and makeup product line, yep. go product home heat one. protectant spray is going to be our number, number one. Product number one. Yeah, call us L'Oreal. <laughs> We're available. This is not just a big night for Dean Ambrose, but also his betrothed, as Renee Young sat in on commentary. Yes. Yes. Although that did lead me to be somewhat perplexed when they said he was having transport issues about getting there, because I'm like, you, you couldn't get a ride? 
Because yeah, did you have you're, a you're like, It's acknowledged that you guys are married, like, and it's you, canon. You, They've used yeah, it. Yeah, you the used show. it on the yeah, show. Yeah, like several, several. And times. she was like, "Oh, did I not mention it? I mean, I know they just had Renee not talk at that point. I do think it's cute. I like. I yeah. I took it as one of those cute. Like, oh, did I not mention it? Which actually I think would have been so funny. Yeah, yeah. They just leaned in. I thought that she did great. I always loved her when she was on NXT. Um, One thing on NXT she was really saddled with with this thing of being like, you know, when you have women together, they're just going to fight. But I don't don't feel like that's her. I feel like that's a voice in her ear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, they did stop doing all of that nonsense with everyone on NXT. Right. Um, I thought that she did fantastic. Yeah. They, I thought they had really good chemistry. She holds her own with Corey. You can tell that they're friends. You can tell yes. they have chemistry and that they're so comfortable with each other. I would love a two-person booth that's just Renee and, and Corey because then you have... She's obviously able to convey anything, yep. and she's got that improviser's timing. And Renee is, I mean, she... And it's, it's something that I think a lot of people forget... Back home in Canada, she's a Ooh. sports broadcaster yep. and not no. just of wrestling, like of a bunch of sports. I think hockey is like her major yeah. one. She was I mean, totally Canada, I authoritative. To I thought she was so confident and so self-assured. Uh, we also had Paul Heyman return to the ring to make a play for Roman Reigns as his new client, even breaking out the Samoan before <laughs> oh Heyman blinded the big dog and had Brock Lesnar come out and beat the dog piss out of him. Uh. He Samoan for a, like that. It's so Paul Heyman is so good at his job. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's my um, favorite. He's so good. I don't know how the pepper spray. I'm still figuring out how I feel about it. We're, we're going into summer, so these were the this was the go home edition of Raw. How are you feeling about this main event? Okay, I don't care about the match. I'm interested to see where the storyline is going. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to see them wrestle again. I don't. Yeah. But I'm excited to see where we're gonna go after it. Which I feel like I said four months ago. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that, like, I love SummerSlam. It's one of my favorites of the year. But right now, it is being definitely overshadowed by my enthusiasm for Mae Young and for Evolution. Yeah. It's being very overshadowed. Because, and not because, like, I don't think SummerSlam is going to be great. It's just a bunch of people doing a bunch of the same stuff we've seen before in not really different configurations. No. And a lot of the same configurations we've seen, whereas Mae Young yeah. and the women's pay-per-view is just like, it's, it's It doesn't feel shit. super eventy to me. Right. Yet. It and feels there is like, no more time. So oh, I don't already, know why I said yet. It's already happening. It already, I do want to give a <laughs> shout out. We we spoke with Mike Quackenbush recently and this yes. past Saturday I watched Shikarasaurus Rex, uh, something where I did not really know the performers at all. And it, you know, it struck me that a, a good match is a good match, and it's and for for me as somebody watching, what makes it what makes it good is that I get the story that they're mm-hmm. telling and they tell mm-hmm. it well, mm-hmm. which happened during that event over and over again. So shout out to Chikara, just to make the point that this is one of their big four, and to me, I feel like I don't I don't understand what I'm supposed to be hyped for. I, I just have there are things that are coming that I'm more excited for. It doesn't mean I'm not excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love SummerSlam. I know that even no matter how I feel going into the buildup, mm-hmm. SummerSlam is where exciting things happen and new stories start. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of where we start getting over that WrestleMania hangover. Yeah. So I am excited for it because I know it'll be new stuff. But until you see what that's going to be, sometimes it can feel a little like... Pfft, one of the the matches that I thought I'd be very excited for, that I feel like the build has been very flat for, has been AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Because it's revolved around AJ Styles being so dedicated a wrestler that he's leaving his family behind, as opposed to, I'm Samoa Joe, 
I know you better than anybody, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm going to tear you apart. Yeah. I'm going to use every Murder weakness I death. know you have. Yeah, your strengths aren't strong enough, and your weaknesses are too exposed to me. I'm going to kick your ass. It's just the argument that you're leaving your family behind. They all are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone That's the thing. It's like, what? You and can't, it's like, what? How can you be making this a storyline when you're the one making him leave his family behind? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just really shitty storytelling, and it's lazy storytelling. Yeah. And you have these two men who have a history, and you've acknowledged it, too. It's not as though they're saying, like, let's pretend they never knew each other or worked together before. They've acknowledged it. So they, they had Daisy on, not for that, but they've had Daisy on to yeah. talk about things. And they, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they came to you with a story to tell. And instead, you were like, yeah, you know what? Let's have him read out a letter from AJ's wife. And it's like, oh, let's not. You don't need children or spouses. No. It's, you use K-I-S-S, Keep It Styles Samoa Joe. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need to tell this story outside of the ring and inside of the ring. Which women's title match are you looking forward to more? Is it the triple threat between Becky, Charlotte, and Carmella? Or Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss? Oh, that's hard because Charlotte's promo this week was a uh, hot fire. It was like shades of, like her promo this week was shades of heel Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh, just that thing of like, this is, you're a diva in a women's world. It's like, yep. oh, I felt that inside of me. Oh, I felt that inside me. Um, but also, Ronda Rousey is problematic and has a lot of stuff. But... When it comes to these big matches, she does pull it off. Every time we think that she's not going to, she does. And it's especially helped by seeing that Alexa is taking the kind of bumps that she wasn't taking previously. Mm -hmm. She is definitely taking more dangerous bumps where it looks like, oh, you did break Alexa in half. Mm -hmm. So that combination has me excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm afraid of a Brock Lesnar, John Cena yeah, I don't want that either. Yeah, I don't want that's it to what just I'm be... afraid of. That's what I'm not hoping. I don't want that. Yeah, I want to believe they're not going to do that. Um, I don't know. i I don't know what how to feel about that, so I'm leaving my feelings on the shelf about that one. But I am really excited for the triple threat because I don't know what's going to happen. True story. And I don't know who's going to, is Becky going to turn on Charlotte? Will we see a heel Becky? Will Becky, will Charlotte turn on Becky? Will Carmella <laughs> get away with it because they turn on each other? Oh I God. genuinely don't know and I'm kind of excited. We're about to get chapter 512 of Daniel Bryan versus The Miz and that is not a bad thing. That is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That build has been spectacular. This is a mm-hmm. match we actually have been waiting to see. Yes. Yes. Ever since that Talking Smack episode mm. where The Miz went off on Daniel Bryan, I don't know that it's a match any of us thought we would see. Do you think it's getting the attention that it deserves? I don't know. There is something about it that doesn't feel big enough to me. Uh, and I'm excited to see it, but I don't know what it is. And we had all the yeah. segments on SmackDown this week, and we've known it's been coming, but I don't know why something just doesn't feel... I mean, look, they're like, not only... Are they the Miz and Daniel Bryan, which is a big deal? They're really opposite sides of the coin from each other. Yeah. Um, in terms of so many different things and the way they started and everything else. Yeah. Um, there are so many. But again, it's fucking. Maybe it's one of those things where they're like, it's Daniel Bryan versus Miz. We gonna yeah, be all right big. if we don't do a whole big. I will say where I nearly like actually did a small wee when I was laughing so hard at the segments that they did. You know, they did it in three parts, the storytelling yeah. on SmackDown. And they had the picture of them when Bryan was a newbie and Miz was his 
like the just the graphic that they use, and then the most recent one where it's like Daniel Bryan now, and then Miz has got that stupid headband on, uh, like, and it was just the, the actual comparisons of the graphics was just so funny when you got to the final one. It was like, now it all makes sense. Yeah. He's actually fighting that headband. Yeah. That's what this match is. That's his real enemy. And it, it just I laughed, I laughed like a train. Finally, this Saturday is Takeover Brooklyn Four. This was originally going to be main evented by a triple threat match for the NXT title between Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. But after Black's injury, it's a last man standing match between Gargano and Ciampa. This was the way that it always had to be. Yeah. Who is this where Gargano finally wins the title? Or is it better to just keep it on Ciampa and send Gargano on his way? Because I, 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 I'm actually going, so I'm very excited. I wasn't, I now I am, and I'm like, humble that's brag. the thing. I'm, yeah, no, it's actually not even brag, 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 brag. It's a brag, brag. Super Dead brag. excited. Um, I, yeah. If anyone was going, come say hi. Um, I, I when it was the three way, I was like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense because I'll just have them pin. Alistair and keep these two away from each other till war games when then they get to have gone full full circle of a year and it's been some amazing storytelling. I still think we're going to find a way because the thing with it being last man standing, you can very easily have neither man standing at the count of 10 and then it's a tie and then you do keep them for, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it's one of the easiest matches to have there be a murky ending Yep. When no one looks bad. And Alistair Black is injured enough to not do it. Doesn't mean he's not not injured yes. enough to come in and interrupt. Yeah. True. He could be involved. He absolutely could. Also, I should let y'all know that 90% of me and Lindsay's texts of the last <laughs> week have just been about um, whether or not Alistair Black and Zelina Vega are dating based on their cat's Instagram. Yeah. I was showing Julian before the show and now he's fully updated. Good. Good. Yeah. No, I was telling people like, yo... When it comes to that kind of, because I don't care about the rumors of like, this person's getting pushed, that person's getting pushed. Don't I don't care. care. I'll watch don't it when care. it happens. You know what I do want to know? Whose cats are playing with each other? Yep. And does that mean they're bo- 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 boning? Yeah. And <laughs> those are there what I is, know. I know it's not something, I, I, I say no. I feel like it's something neither of them would ever do, but how much money would I pay to see Alistair Black and Selena Vega on Total Divas? All of my money. Oh, my God. All of my money. We- and their three cats. And then, like, Natty could bring her cats over. It's like cat WrestleMania. Everyone's happy. I just... Catsomania. And we're not just throwing stuff. We're not casting aspersions here, hell. There's been verifiable Instagram proof of cohabitation and mm-hmm. confirmation of cat dad and meow me crossover. Mm-hmm. you got to get in on this. you got to get in on this. If you have any thoughts on... Um... <laughs> 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 On what we've discussed so far, <laughs> so let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. It's up Phoebe, next. Phoebe Perrywell up next. International indie wrestler Chris Wolf on tights and fights. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, DJ, scholar, and journalist. And I'm Morgan Rhodes, music supervisor and stiletto devotee. And we host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Morgan, what exactly is a heat rock? It's a record that's like a hot fire, combustible. Basically, just a really, really good album. 
We've taken a deep dive into Nigerian funk from the 70s. He kind of had like a bad reputation in, in town as just being like a sketchy dude. <laughs> and he was just making music that for thousands of miles around him, he was the only person doing anything like that. 1980s teen comedy soundtracks. This soundtrack always felt the same to me as like when I would find a, a great blazer at a thrift store that I could, I was like, oh, this is gonna be me now. We've talked about Prince, Boys to Men, Kendrick Lamar, and everything in between. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. Hey, have you checked out the Max Fun store recently? We've got a bunch of cool new stuff. For Bubble, we've got a t-shirt, buttons, and more. Reading Glasses fans will love their new library book-inspired shirt. And if you're a fan of beef, check back Friday for the debut of our Beef and Dairy Network merch. We've got all that and more from a ton of Max Fun shows you love. So go check out what we've got and buy yourself something fun at maxfunstore.com. I want you to be aware when we were talking to Chris, there were some mic changes happening, Skype was happening, phones were happening. So there may be some changes in sound quality, but you know what? We know you're just going to roll with it because the conversation is so good, it overcomes any audio problems. And listen, if you listen to some of these other podcasts, we're already 10 million times ahead of the game. Enjoy. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Chris Wolf has wrestled all over the world for tons of different promotions and companies. In fact, she's in Las Vegas right now getting ready for another show, even after she just finished celebrating her birthday. Happy belated birthday, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We're all going to die, so you might as well do everything you can as fast as you can. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh. Let's just get in the car and go to Vegas now. Yeah, I'm calling it. This is what I want to Let's just go. Road trip. Road trip. I've been living my life all wrong. Chris, what was it like transitioning from being an English teacher to being a professional wrestler? Like, t- Take take me through uh, that, that journey. Oh, I'm not very good at planning, so it was kind of like I gave my month's notice for quitting being an English teacher. And then I moved out of my apartment into a share house and then had no job for about two to three weeks. And then I found wrestling. So the transition was very much like, I don't know what I'm doing. This was not very well planned. Oh, okay. I think I found something great. Let me just focus on this and hope for the best. <laughs> I support that as a plan. Mm-hmm. And just to <laughs> pick up, cause I am simple, but the teaching job was in Japan, right? So you weren't yes. even just like an English teacher in the country where you're from. No. You were teaching English in Japan and then yeah. skipped out for wrestling. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so I, I was on vacation in Japan initially, just trying to get over a breakup. And then I decided that I didn't want to go back to America to be a photographer again because, I don't know, I am very reckless. And <laughs> I think I was kind of like, traumatized with that old life like I felt like I don't want to go back yeah and I have this thing like once I decide that I don't want to go back I can't just there's no return mm-hmm. I probably won't be able to live in San Francisco again just because I've already done it also because you're a wolf you I know. need four in. exactly <laughs> yeah you've already marked that territory it's time yeah. to move on <laughs> sort of like a, a Janie Appleseed <laughs> but, but, but different 
can just spread in it everywhere. This is awful. Is this okay? <laughs> this is, no, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is great. This um, is I really do, good for I us. I have a really weird question for you that doesn't fit anywhere in anything. Um, have you heard that song Moo yet? Yes, I was just listening to it. Oh my God. Um, so as a wolf, how do you feel about your meat talking? I feel closer to it. You know, I, I feel like I want to know more about how it feels as I sink my teeth into its flesh and drain its life. <laughs> I yeah. support it. Oh, Chris Wolf, talking about the song of the summer, y'all. If you haven't heard Moo, get on it. <laughs> also just making me really hungry. Right? Yeah. I could go for some meat right now. That sounds really wrong. That someone's really going to clip that. And then like the cow twerked and stuff, and I was like, that's a good butt. <laughs> it's I such a good that. butt. Right? Rump roast. Right? <laughs> That's for a wolf. It's rump roast. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to talk to you uh, about your promos because yeah. they're great. Hi, my name is Chris Wolf. Today, I'm fighting a child because I like delicious meat. Are you delicious meat? Do you want to fight me? Please call me. Bye. Was there any, any training to get you where you are or is that just something that 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 you have naturally that just sort of comes out? I think um, much of it is more just like, I'm a ranty person, so if I'm writing or if I'm speaking, it's hard for me to focus on one thought, but when I do, it's it's just this. It's gonna come out in this horrible, diuretic explosion, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we liked it. So no, I don't know what that says about us, but we liked it. It's great. Yeah, you... Terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> we are the devil's children. We'll be right back. Uh, no, it's real. It's they're they're unique and dynamic. Is it something you found in in your career that helps you to stand out? I guess so. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, when it was when I started really talking more in my promos, I was at a point where I was feeling pretty frustrated in Japan, actually. Like I was kind of being told to like, hey, gently. They didn't really push because, you know, I'm kind of like this weird person who decided to start wrestling in Japan. So they're like, well, we don't know what to do with you. Um, <laughs> but I was getting advice like, hey, maybe you should lose the tail or dress sexier or wear more makeup. And then I, I was just getting like frustrated with where I'm at. And I was just like, well, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. So I just you know, let everything out. And um, as far as standing out, I guess, I guess so. I don't know why people don't talk about their feelings more. I feel like it's pretty therapeutic. The things that I've, that I enjoy watching and reading have in influenced me in like the manner that I speak. Like I've always been a fan of the Venture Brothers or like, mm, I mean, more current stuff is like Bojack Horseman and uh, Rick and Morty. So Yay. Mm. That kind of frantic, desperate way of speaking, <laughs> you know, where just like, I'm going to smile really, really hard, but we're doomed. That's, like, <laughs> that's what inspired me. I think that's part of what makes you so appealing watching your promos and your matches, too, because you, 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 you know, you're presenting some occasionally dark ideas, but you're doing it with this incredible smile. And it makes the people so confused <laughs> and so happy at the same time, which is what people want, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hundred percent, and there's no better place to draw your inspiration than the Venture Brothers. I just want to say that <laughs> personal yeah. level. Uh, so, so you decided to be a wrestler after after seeing a stardom match. Is that right? This is correct. What was it like when you actually finally got to wrestle for them? What was that experience like? Um, intense, kind of awful, amazing. <laughs> I mean, like it was everything that I had worked so hard for. And then I got to it, and I was like, I don't know if I can hang. What was I thinking? This is Japanese pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, it just, it, it's like, it's like love, right? There's the initial, the initial, like, eye contact and the infatuation. You, you want to know so much more, and you go in, you delve in, and you're so in love with it. And then you know more. And then you see all these different sides. And then you're not sure if you love it anymore. And But I feel like through the time that I've spent there and now my time out of it, um, with a clear understanding of who it is, who the people are, who I was and who I had to become and what I am now, like, I love it. Like, I love it as truly as I can, not in a romanticized way where, like, everything's great, but, like, for everything that it is. I love it because it brought me here. Does that make sense? It it does. And if that is your first love and your first relationship, mm-hmm. how difficult of a breakup was that? Because you were there for four years, which is a long relationship mm-hmm. by any standards. And then yeah. you, you decide it's time to strike out on your own. Was this because of that sort of mounting frustration that you talked about? And, and how difficult of a break was that for you to make? I mean... Like, it's hard because I had a lot of good times and I was constantly meeting really good people. And the people in wrestling is basically what made me continue. You know, every time I felt down or frustrated or, like, unsure of what I was doing with my life, you know, they just they just made things brighter and made me want to continue. Because, like, oh, wait, maybe I could do this. Maybe I can try this. And I think... There was a lot of visa complications that kind of spurred me into this movement. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of um, life was just calling me out. Like I I had gone into teaching because I had gotten another like concussion and was just like trying to make ends meet again. And it's it was just like, you know what? It's so hard to get a visa this year. I don't I'm not quite sure what it is. Maybe it's just my face that employers don't want to hire as a teacher or give me a visa. So I'm just I'm just going to go with it and see what happens. I, I think it's a combination of many things, really. The universe has a weird way of working out. I do have a question about the tail. Yes. Since we mentioned the tail. I mm. personally enjoy an animal tail and have a Thank collection you. of my own. Oh, yay. And I, was, I have a fox and I have a fraggle. That's where I like to go. I have a fraggle tail. A fraggle tail. Which I will wear one day. Please. Please. (laughs) That's that's my talent in life. Um, (laughs) But I was wondering, did the tail find you? Did you find the tail? I think the tail found me because my first costume didn't have a tail. And then I was like, I don't think I am transmitting wolf enough. I'm biting people. But I look (laughs) more like a, a hip hop dancing Aladdin. Nice. So, <laughs> which is also a look. It's it, yeah, you know, like I was into it, but I was like, no, I need giant shiny MC Hammer pants with a tail and a wolf head piece, and then then I'll feel more like wolf. And you know what? That was my second costume, and I felt great about it. That's excellent. Do you feel like the tail helps or hinders in in ring action? 
I mean, both. I think tail action is a lot of fun. I like <laughs> putting it in people's mouths and choking them with it. Um, but it also does get me into precarious situations where they're like putting a submission on it or stomping on it. Or with my third costume, ripping it off violently Ooh, because no, they're no. dicks. It's, it's mm. a living thing. They can't do that. I know. Animal up, abuse. <laughs> so so now you're you're a fully independent wrestler. Yes. Compare and contrast that to being a wrestler who's employed by by one company. Oh man, you don't as an employee of one company, you don't have to think. You just go to where they tell you, do what they ask. Um, you know, you're with the same people all the time. You get their moves set down, and like you know how each other works. It, there's like a flow to it. Here, it's like you're your own manager. You have to deal with your own bookings. Um, your transportations and whatever you need in order to work. And then you get there and it's like new person, uh, everyone's different and trying to like adapt and put your styles together. Cause even if you have a similar style of wrestling, sometimes like the way you think is completely different. Like mm -hmm. the things you want to express mm -hmm. are different. And it's, um, it's been really fun trying to, to learn and adapt I think that's my favorite part right now, even though it's super stressful. Outside of just the showing up and these are new people and we have to figure out how to communicate mm. and, and gel uh, in inside the ring, is that yeah. is that part of like now you are in charge of your schedule. You have to make the decision where you go and when you're booked and I assume negotiate fees and all of those things. Is that like a second job on top of what you do when you're traveling and and, and what you do in the ring? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, you have to do it ahead of time, and I'm really bad at, again, planning. But <laughs> this second time around has been a lot more successful than my first month touring. Because, like, last year I toured by myself in the UK. And so I was able to get a couple of really good bookings, but I didn't really feel my schedule so much. So I had, like, a lot of downtime. This time I, I scheduled a lot more, but I also do have, like, certain times free so I can explore and visit friends and things. And it feels, it is stressful, but it feels nice too to be like, okay, I don't want to work on this day or I'm going to work this weekend really hard. And then next week, maybe I'll just do one show or something. Um, it, and I, I'm really bad at also planning where I'm going to stay. So I've been really lucky that people are like, yeah, you can just crash in my place. Cause you know, like they'll, they'll take care of you for the day that you're there. But then afterwards, you, you better figure out where you're going to stay through the week. And, and I, I don't have a base. So it's kind of like, like right now I'm like crashing at my friend's Airbnb. So that's great. <laughs> it's a lot like stand-up comedy where it's just like, I hope y'all have a couch for me. <laughs> ah, stressful. And, you know, luckily not scary so far. I'm just really curious as to what's been your favorite moment so far, because I think you came into wrestling a little bit later, I guess, than mm. most people would expect to come into wrestling, yeah. um, which I think is awesome that you would still do that when I'm sure there were a lot of people telling you not to. She says making assumptions. I'm, I'm just really <laughs> dumb, This just, just so you know. No, it's awesome. But I just I was really interested as to what's been, or has there been like a moment for you where you've known, like, in your bones that this was the right thing to do? I don't think there's been a specific moment, just this feeling of compulsion. Like even when I wanted to quit, there was still something that was just like, 
I need to do this. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because of all the effort that I made just to debut or all that time and effort that I like gave to continue like that first year and then that second year and then that third year. Cause like I've wanted to quit several times and I think a lot of wrestlers often do. I have kind of adopted the idea that what you're doing now is what you're meant to do. And so it's like, I guess every moment that I'm alive, I, this is what I'm meant to do (laughs) right now. And if I decide to quit and do something else, that's what I'm meant to do. If I decide to do this until I'm 90, which sounds terrible, (laughs) 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 then that's what I'm meant to do. I don't know, but I know that I'm happy as long as I'm kind of in control of what I'm doing. (laughs) That makes sense. How you're friends with Kyrie Sane. How did yeah. how did you meet and how has that friendship developed? Um, well, I met her in stardom and she was one of the really nice senpais when I was there. Um, she was always really friendly and really warm and she like tried using English. And I think, uh, yeah, she was just super friendly. I She always let me get away with things that I normally wouldn't have been able to with uh, other senpais because, you know, Japan's a pretty strict hierarchy system. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, most young girls wouldn't think of stealing their senpai's phone and taking a billion selfies. But, <laughs> like, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie seemed to be into it. Look at his face. Don't you want this face on your phone? What's it like to look up and see that elbow coming at you? Terrifying. Um, <laughs> and beautiful at the same time. Like, her form is amazing. I don't understand the physics of it, but I hope her body is okay. And continues to be okay for a long time. <laughs> are there other – who are the other uh, wrestlers, WWE or beyond, who you're tight with? Well, see, that's the thing. You know, like we've all had our moments when we were in Japan. Mm-hmm. And we're all really tight when we're there because we're living together or like we're training together. So it's been hard. Like I've been able to meet up with a few wrestlers that I've I've seen uh, that I met when I was in Japan like – Viper and Kaylee Ray, uh, Martina, uh, she's in like OTT and stuff. Diana and Tessa, like I see them when we're working. Mm-hmm. But like there is that bond from before. I think it's really hard to coordinate schedules and to actually keep track of people because you yourself are moving around. Sure. So I get really happy if I just get a fucking like hello or a tweet, <laughs> you know. But, I, you know, that's the thing too, like being in Japan and staying there people go back home. People continue their life. And my life would still stay there and I would just feel the ache of their presence because honestly, the foreigners were what got me through those days that I didn't feel strong, right? Mm -hmm. And I would miss them so much. Um, But also, I would know that, you know, they have to go back to their lives. So when I wasn't really a part of it anymore, I think, you know, I would feel sad, but... I think I'm kind of like a a puppy in that sense, but I would also really understand. So, I mean, if people keep in contact with me, I'll keep in contact. I'm also bad at initiating it all the time. I think if it's, if it's in my head to make contact, I'll do it because I need to. I I think this world is a very lonely place. So you have to kind of like make the effort to keep in touch with these jerks that make it better. (laughs) (laughs) Is WWE something that is a goal for you at all, or is it if that's where you 
eventually are led to than great, but it's not necessarily something like I've got to, um, not I've got to, but maybe I'll work up to being there or that's where my path will take me. The only thing I have to do is die, but not yet <laughs> and not today. And I think what I like about that phrase that I heard from someone a long time ago is just that I don't have to do a goddamn thing. Sure. No, I guess I don't have the drive to be in WWE. I think it's amazing, and I think it has a long history of, like, superstars, but I don't even care to be a superstar. I just like doing my shit. And I don't know what that is either, so um, mm, <laughs> am I giving you a bad answer? No, I feel like they're going to listen to this now, and then they're going to want you so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean she doesn't want us? Yeah. Yeah, we want right. her now. We show you a main event WrestleMania. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You neg them. You neg them hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's. I think that uh, makes a ton of sense. It's not, it, it's, as a fan, I think a lot of people are led to, to believe, like, WWE is where everybody, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. narrative is everybody wants to be here. But truth is, it is a it is the biggest company, but it is far from the only company. Mm. And you can be totally happy and satisfied never setting foot in a WWE ring. Can I can I explore some thoughts with you right now? Let's do it. Okay. So like I was just at my friend's place and she has a wonderful home in in Seattle. It's like a three-story duplex and she has like a bomb car, a beautiful dog. She's going to get married, her fucking marriage ceremony stuff. She's going to have like a cruise. She's <laughs> set. She's legit like she has a full life, right? Mm-hmm. But and she works really hard for like a major company. And I I struggled with this and I've always struggled with this because I could never see myself just being identified like, like identi- mm, using my job as my only identity, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, sure. I'm not just my job. And that should be, like, I feel like everyone wants to, to own that, right? Like, yes, this is my passion, this is what I'm doing, but I'm not only um, a comedian or I'm not only an accountant. I'm not only a wrestler. Um, I think that if I were to go into WWE or anyone that goes into WWE, it makes sense that like you become a big star because that becomes your life. I think there's a huge sacrifice that these people mm-hmm. like give to be on that stage. And it's not enough for me, I think. I don't have the same success monetarily. I might not have the same stability, but I have such a full fucking life that like at least mm-hmm. for my my little heart, like that feels good. And I think that's the best that I want for my time on this earth because we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> now, Chris, before we, before we let you go, mm-hmm. we understand you're a very big fan of karaoke. Yes. And in another interview, the, the second best interview you ever gave him outside of this one. Yeah. It's the best for all time. <laughs> we, we saw that one of your favorite songs is Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. Yes. And since we have now come to the end of this, would you mm-hmm. mind giving us a little bit of that? And Danielle will join you for a duet. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, it's happening. Oh, it's oh, happening. That I, so I also didn't know about this, Chris. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's beautiful. There it is. Do we, oh, can we use this? 
<laughs> yeah. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. Sometimes the sun goes round the moon. I see the passion in your eyes. Sometimes it's all <clears throat> a big <clears throat> surprise. Oh. There was a time when all I did was wish You tell me this was love It's not the way I hoped or how I planned But somehow it's enough Oh, she is settling and I, was <laughs> I didn't realize it Oh, so good it Always makes me want to cry Oh, Chris you went from hugs to you've made a cry now. You did. I, this is the best. Is, is this the best belated birthday gift you've gotten? Yeah. Yeah, that and then, you know, more hugs would be great. <laughs> well, we're, we're all giving you a giant digital hug right now. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much to international indie wrestler and belated birthday girl, Chris Wolf. Arr! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Yay! Yes. How? Oh. <laughs> Uh, please tell our listeners where they can find you online. What should they, where should they be going? What the, should they be looking at? What should they be buying? And how can <laughs> they support you on Patreon? Uh, well, yes, I have a Twitter at Wolf in Japan, Instagram, Wolf in Japan, YouTube, Chris Wolf in Japan, poorly planned names, but please forgive me. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my Facebook is Chris Wolf Universe and I, what was my other thing? Twitter. No, 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 no. I have Patreon. Uh, Patreon, yes. Patreon.com backslash wolf in Japan. I figured just stay consistent. Why not? Um, and I have shirts up on What a Maneuver. Just search for Chris Wolf. What a Maneuver. And you should be able to find things to cover your bits. It's my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very cool shirts. Oh, and the cool thing about my Patreon thing, right? Okay, one yes. gets one dollar gets you like a little access thing, my my pictures, and sometimes you get my live chats and stuff. Five gets you monthly ringtones. So I will say things mm-hmm. like your pants are vibrating, pick up your phone, you know. So <laughs> um I think that's neat. And then other things are like I, I do live chats where I talk to the people or um I send postcards from the different places like every month. Uh and then another one's like I make a special shirt for certain Patreon people. But yeah, it's neat. Check it out if you're interested in following my life. That's awesome. And for those of you who are fans out there, this is a chance to actually become involved and support an indie wrestler day to day and get a lot of cool stuff out of it. So go <laughs> to patreon.com slash wolf in Japan. Thank you. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. I mentioned it last week. I'm mentioning it again. Our friend Adam Murray, a fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, is doing a film shoot this Saturday. That is August 18th. It is a wrestling short. And they are looking for extras to be the crowd for a match between Peter Avalon and Ray Rosas. It's going to be from 1 o'clock p.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. at the latest. And WPW is going to follow the filming with a show. Come for the filming. Stay for the show. It's going to be at the Burbank Moose Lodge. You do not need to email anybody. You do not need to call anybody. You just need to show up. Uh, there is parking in the area, but it uh, it is in your interest to take an Uber, take a Lyft. There's going to be alcohol there anyway. It's the Moose Lodge, my friends. 
or carpool together with your fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. But go show some love to our friend Adam Murray. Also, uh, Lindsay. Yes. You're going to be in, in Brookline. I am. New York. With Open Michael Eagle the Third. With Open Michael Eagle the Third. Yes. Not with him. I mean, he's going to have his friends and stuff. I mean, he won't want me hanging around. What? That's. How <laughs> dare. No, Not stop. possible. But let's be real. Let's be. <laughs> what, uh, what else What else you want to plug? What do you got to promote? I have Tell a book us. out. I have a book out. One in a million. I wrote a book. It's called One in a Million. It's, on, uh, it's available for pre-order in the US and Canada, and it's out, out, out if you're in the UK and Australia. Did you bring me one? I did bring you one. Yeah, I brought you one for Daniel, one? and I brought one for Hal. Oh, I have a gift for you. You get a one in a million. You get a one I in a million. I legitimately have a gift for you in my car. I do have something for you. Oh. I already gave one to, to the others, and I got one for you, and I have not seen you, so. I'm very excited about get, this. You will get a gift. We will do a gift but exchange. Hal, you are my gift. You are my treasure. <laughs> you are my gift. Oh. That's a song I made up. It sounds from... like it should be definitely in the room. Definitely. It should be in the room right now. Danielle, you're in the room. I am. What do you want to plug? Um, as per usual, uh, Twitter, Danielle Radford, uh, Instagram, Danielle underscore Radford. Mm. Um, hopefully good things coming up soon. I am poor, so I'm trying to, I'm working on getting two more jobs. If I can get two, maybe three more jobs, then like everything is super peachy keen. I'm going to start a Patreon soon. I'm working on it. Very good. Um, I- I'm getting some more equipment so I can do VO from home. Uh, you speaking of VO and speaking of uh, jobs, uh, Venture Brothers is out now. Venture Brothers season yeah, seven. Do that. Ooh, Go watch Venture doing? Brothers. The episode that was just on the Rorkel affair uh, is some of the best work I think I've ever done in my career. I Aww. sure do hope you will watch and and check it out. And it is a brilliant show. There are many episodes of season I am not in, and uh, the the work that. Jackson Public and Doc Hammer turning out is superior, and it is always worth the wait. So catch your ass up and watch Venture Brothers and on Adult Swim Sundays Sundays in the evening, but at midnight, so it's almost Monday. Yes, nice. and Hal Loveland uh, is an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, VO actor and super, super funny, as much as I give him shit. Um, he is really talented, and I've said too many nice things about you for too long, so fart chip spoops. <laughs> Eating horse poop. Eating horse poop, everybody. And Mike has a show in Brooklyn this weekend. Oh, yeah. We should mention that. Mike has a show this weekend. Um, It's on Friday? It's on Friday. Friday. Yes. With Mega Ran, friend of the show. Mega Ran, friend of the show. It's at um, Elsewhere Zone. Yeah, it's a wrestling. It's like a wrestling themed (laughs) wrestling rap show. show. Wrestling themed rap show on uh, Friday night. Mike will have his awesome uh, the the shirts that look like they're Jake the Snake style. Oh, they're open Mike Eagle shirts. You gotta go get one. Our producer is the dream teen, Julian Burrell. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Go see him in Brooklyn and keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all your friends. Leave a review. Let's get some merch going. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Come towards our show and keep the lights on when we're in here. Literally, lights have to be on when we're in here, and you're making that happen. <laughs> we'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. 
Artist owned. Listener supported.